Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Yeah, baby, live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Hello and good morning. Welcome to it. I hope you have, uh, I hope you are ready for it. This beautiful, beautiful Monday rain and the liquid sunshine continues to come down on us and give us everything that you could possibly want. Uh, it's uh, it's just, uh, wow, man. My my wife looked at me yesterday. She said, I thought it was going to be maybe an Indian summer. And uh, no, that's not what it's turned. 54 degrees right now outside the old private studios here uh, in South Central Alaska. A little rainy, a little muggy. Uh, and we're, uh, at least again, at least there is no snow and we're feeling good about that. Welcome back to the program, the Michael Duke show. Um, all right. What do we got? Uh, <clears throat> what do we got for you today? Well, uh, big, uh, Labor Day weekend coming up. So we're going to try and fill this week with as much good stuff as we can between now and then give you all the rundown and the details on stuff. Lots of things happening coming into the weekend, this last weekend. And uh, so we've got a full full spate of things to talk about. And uh, we're going to open uh, we're going to open up the phone lines as well and give you a chance to sound off on some of those issues if you'd like to and uh, you want to be part of it. Let's 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 get things Rockin' and rollin' coming up uh, on tomorrow's program. Brad Keithley, Chris Story, it'll be the weekly top three. Brad may touch on a few of the things that I'm going to touch on today, simply because they're some of the biggest things that seem to be going on. And we'll get his take on uh, on that. Chris Story will come in and uh, give us the weekly uplift and everything else. And then Wednesday, we've got Mike Shower, and I'm working on a couple other guests uh, as well. Uh, and then Friday, fingers crossed, um, I was debating whether or not to take Friday off. I'll be honest with you. I'll be real. I'll just be honest with you. I know Rattles is rattling around in his cage over that. But uh, I was debating on whether or not to turn the uh, Labor Day weekend into a four-day weekend for myself. And uh, as of right now, I have a, I, I'm not – I'm undecided. But if I can, I might get uh, – uh, I've was been working on getting Dr. John Lott back on the program, so we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. Maybe we'll just de- we'll lay it dependently on whether or not Dr. Lott can uh, participate or not. So I just I just don't want you guys to hold it against me if I decide to take a if I decide to take a, another if I decide to take a, a weekend, uh, you know, a long weekend. I don't want you guys to feel badly about me. Um, all right. Um, so stories, stories. Who's got your stories? That would be me, man. I, there have been so many things going on uh, around the state of Alaska, 
and uh, the, just over just to, over, like a spate of a few days, there were just a whole handful of stories, which was unusual because it seemed like for a while there it was just like the quiet. You know, it's like a ghost town, not a lot happening. And uh, so, anyway, I got some. So I got some good stories. I got some bad stories. I got all kinds of stuff. Um, but let's. Um, Let's let's just figure out uh, figure out where we're going. We're, what what do we want to do? I guess first and foremost, I should say that I have already this morning turned on the phone lines, uh, and so the phone lines are open. And if you would like to sound off and be part of it and ask ask questions, talk about things, whatever it is, I'd love for you to do so. By going over and just dialing the phone at 907-433-3150. I'll go ahead and just say that you don't even have to be talking about the stories that I'm talking about today. So we'll make it open line, open form today. Just right out of the gate. Because why not? I mean, it was, you know. I'm feeling adventurous. I'm feeling adventurous. I'm feeling good about it. So feel free to just dial in and, uh, and tell us what your thoughts are. On anything that's happening, 907 433 3150. That's how you uh, reach the old radio program today. You can also reach us via email if you want to drop us an email uh, today. I'll make sure I got the email opened up so that I could actually see it. The email address is me at michaeldukeshow.com. M E at michaeldukeshow.com. And you can uh, you can come on board and and uh, drop me an email there over the electronic transom, and we'll try and get your comments on the air here uh, as well. And finally, you can be part of it in the um, in the chat room, which is available on YouTube. It's available on Facebook. Probably the most listeners on Facebook um, by going to facebook.com/slash Michael Duke Show slash live if you want to be there. Oh, DeShana already said, you should take Friday off. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's awful nice of you. Um, back uh, last week, I did have to take one day off unexpectedly uh, due to some, uh, due to a, a little medical thing, but I'm 100% cured. It's amazing. So we're back at it and feeling good. And I'll decide here <clears throat> in the next day or so what we're doing for Friday. So it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, all right. So uh, where do we start? Where do we start with today? So many different things. I guess we could start um, with something that I, uh, I'm, I'm disappointed in. But at the same time, I guess based on some of the history and stuff, I guess we shouldn't be surprised in it. And I'll be the first to I'll be the first to say that I was not a hundred percent aware of a lot of the backstory on this. But uh, James Brooks in the uh, Alaska Beacon is reporting on uh, the fact that the ballot initiative uh, that was put together by Elijah Verhagen and Heath Smith and Trevor Shaw uh, that would have restricted and created term limits for Alaska legislators, has been disqualified. Uh, And so I guess my first reaction was, um, poo, 
Uh, well, I said some other words, but I mean, that was kind of the initial reaction. But as I read into it, I guess, and I learn more about it, I guess we shouldn't have been surprised. So James Brooks uh, talks about this. Uh, Dahlstrom, Nancy Dahlstrom, who is the lieutenant governor and who has to approve um, uh, ballot measures based on their legality, their standing in law, and how they're written, cited a legal analysis from the Department of Law that said that the measure was likely unconstitutional. Um, She said in a letter last Wednesday that the precedent set by the Alaska Supreme Court establishes that legislative term limits violate the Alaska Constitution. Um, Verhagen is quoted, and I was actually going to reach out to Elijah last week, and I couldn't. Anyway, it's funny that this all kind of came about in the same time frame. Uh, Elijah Verhagen says, I'm unhappy about it. He said to say that it would be unconstitutional is, in my opinion, a cop out. Now, I'm going to have to have him explain that to me because it turns out, and I was unaware of this, but in 1994, the Alaska Supreme Court ruled that because the Alaska Constitution, well, first I should say that various groups in the 90s attempted to impose term limits on legislators and the members of Congress, right? Uh, the, uh, the two senators and, you know, Don Young, Ted Stevens, and I mean, all that at this time. Um, so various groups in the 90s attempted to impose term limits. But in 1994, the Alaska Supreme Court ruled that because the Alaska Constitution sets the qualifications for legislative office, And because the Constitution does not set term limit for legislators, the only way that term limits might be imposed would be a constitutional amendment. Now, so I guess knowing that this ruling was in place, this shouldn't be a surprise, I guess I should say. Knowing that that ruling from 94 was in place, this shouldn't be a surprise. Now, should that should it actually read that way just because that the constitution does not set term limits does that not does that mean that through statute it couldn't be but again we're then on shaky ground again with a legislature that basically ignores ignores statute at their very whim right i mean what happens if we put a what happens if there was a a ballot measure, a people's vote that basically said term limits for the candidate, you know, is set it set and and they just decide to ignore it. I mean, they've ignored all these other pieces of 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 law that are in statute. What would happen then? What kind of crisis would that set up? I, I mean, that's an interesting thing. So I don't think that this should come as a surprise to Elijah and Heath and company. But at the same time, I I don't believe that just because the Constitution does not set a limit doesn't mean that there shouldn't be uh, the ability to do it. But again, even if they were able to get a statutory limit in, I would not trust this. I would not trust the current batch of legislators or the even the i mean based on past 
Past performance is indicative of future results. I'm not expecting them to be able to follow that or be willing to follow that, I guess I should say. Uh, both Verhagen and Smith said they don't agree with the interpretation that the Supreme Court came up with in 1994. Uh, Heath said that um, according to Article 1, Section 2 of the Alaska Constitution, all political power is inherent in the people. He said, I think that should override every other consideration. He believes that Alaska voters should be allowed the chance to decide term limits. Now, I, again, would not necessarily disagree, but the problem is, is that it sounds like this would simply be a statutory change, in which case, are they going to follow it? Uh, are, are they, would they follow it if it was in there? Now, the alternative approach, and you've got to love this, baby, you have got to love this. The alternative approach, according to Heath Smith, is that you could involve the Alaska legislature. Lawmakers could advance a constitutional amendment that allows term limits to be imposed by law. <laughs> God love you, but do you really think that legislators as a whole would, I mean, uh, uh, this is like asking the inmates if they'd like to give the keys to the asylum back, Right? Asking the prisoners if they'd like to give the guards the keys to the cells back. This is, I mean, this is what you're asking them. They, they could just, they could do that. He said they don't have to actually put in there that the term limit exists. They just need to provide some of the court of some kind of assurance that it's okay to let the people decide if they want to have their legislators have term limits. So not actually setting a term limit up per se, but just saying that term limits are legal would be enough of a framework. <clears throat> maybe that's nuanced enough to maybe, but I just, can you, can you see Bert Stedman, the Politburo chairman, Bert Stedman, could you see him just going, well, of course we should have term limits because, you know, a limit to my power would be, uh, uh, I mean, could you just see that? Could you see Kathy Giesel giving up or Gary Stevens or Louis Stutes or any of those folks giving up any kind of chance to be reelected back to office? I mean, do you, I did. So, I mean, I, I would just say, I think that alternative approach would be a little uh, naive and it would be a bigger uphill battle than any of the other constitutional amendments that we've that we're, you know, that we've talked about here in the past, be that, uh, you know, spending limit or or enshrining the PFD or whatever. I think it would be even more difficult than those because who in their right mind would want to limit their own power base, limit their own ability to control, their own ability to tell us how they know better than we to spend our money or run our life or raise our children or whatever it is that they're talking about. So... It, disappointed? Yes. Little disappointed. Um, but also a little disappointed that this was not expected. If I was gonna do if I was gonna put together a petition, uh, I would I would have researched the history of anybody else who tried to put a similar petition together, and I would have been ready for that. Maybe they were. Maybe they were. There was one other thing. What did they say? Something about um they didn't like the way uh, – was there another – where's the uh, – There was. I'm sorry. I apologize. There was another comment here about 
um, the language of the the language of the uh, ballot was not it didn't have enough legalese in it. And they said, well, that's something we could fix. Oh, state attorneys also found technical flaws with the petition to use the proposed, the language used to propose the measure, noting that the proposer's document lacked legally required language. Well, that's kind of a rookie mistake. Smith said, well, we could fix that. Well, come on, guys. I appreciate all the work you're doing here, but maybe we should make sure that we follow the letter of the law before we start criticizing other people in that regard. But I don't know. This whole thing, it shouldn't come as a surprise, but the disappointment still hurts, man. The disappointment hurts. All right. We'll get your take on this and more. 907-433-3150. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. What is that? Common Sense. Regularly heard on American Radio. Michael Duke Show. Radio. Okay. Okay. Hello, my friends. Hello. Uh, Donna says, oh man, the snarkiness. Donna says, that would suggest that no statute in Alaska is valid. Oh, wait. I mean, right? Right? That would suggest that there's absolutely no valid statutes in the state. Well, that's surprising. Um, Take it, my friend. You deserve it. Everybody's encouraging me to take Friday off. You guys, you know what that means. It means I could take Friday off. Um, Anthony says, alternatively... You could shut down the radio for the day, but take your phone and other cameras out to the range and live stream for an hour and make it your Mike's favorite gun stream. But I'd still have to get up so early in the morning and the nearest range is 90 minutes from my house. And uh... Anyway, let's see. Besides, don't want to go on the internet, show me shooting guns. That could put me on some kind of watch list or something. Um... You do know when you take an extra day off, it messes a whole bunch of us up. We have routines, damn it. That's true. That is true. I do have a responsibility to keep your routines running smoothly. Um, has anyone heard about rumblings about another flu variant and more mandates and lockdowns on the horizon? I mean, I've heard some rumblings about it, but not anything else. Okay. <clears throat> Glad I'm feeling better. Yeah, no, much better. Much better. I mean, it only took, you know, four million doses of, uh, of, of horse pills and antibiotics and a shot in the butt and everything else. But hey, anything for you. No, it was really, it was for me, not for you. But what? Um... Uh, you know, I mean, all this talk about another potential round of COVID and more lockdowns and everything else. I think I would just say good luck to that because I just, I don't see it. I don't see it happening again. I just don't see it happening with that. I think people, you know, fool me once, fool me twice. I don't think people will stand for it, quite honestly. Uh, I think people will just ignore it, uh, because, you know, we can only do what we can do. 
and we got we got to live our lives. We're still trying to recover from all that nonsense from three years ago. And they, if they try to do it again, I think it would be a whole nother deal. All right. Um, Scott Kendall has filed. We're going to get into that. Uh, Jim Jim's talking about the APOC complaints against Kelly. Um, why uh, do they follow the law? Why would they follow the law? They don't follow it when it comes to the PFD. I mean, that's been my whole point. You know, Anthony says I'm already on a bunch of watch lists. So what's one more? Well, you're probably not wrong. Um, that's it. No stars for you. If you if you aren't on a watch list, you're a slacker. Well, that's kind of, kind of my point. Uh, I, I made that point several years ago. That if you're probably if you're not on a watch list, you're probably not paying attention. If you aren't on some kind of watch list with somebody, if you haven't been flagged at one point for something, you're probably just not really paying attention to what's going on. Because I'm sure somebody has been unhappy with something you've said or something, you know, I just expect that to happen these days. I expect it to happen. Oh, all right. Um, Where are we at here? We're about 50 seconds out. Um. There's crybabies and homers that haven't taken their masks off yet. I mean, I see people with masks. I, it doesn't bother me if they if they want to continue to wear masks. Fine. Just again, the 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 reporting continues to come out that the more the things that we talked about over the thing, efficacy of masks, how, did they really help? All this other kind of stuff have proven that none of that was really. It was theater. It was all theater to make you feel better, not physically better, but mentally better. And so I just don't think people are going to put up with it again, quite honestly. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, all right. What a feisty Monday we're having. Yes. All right. Let's get to it. Um, good morning. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and follow. Do all the things. Let's go. Good morning and welcome back to the program, the Monday edition of the Michael Duke Show. It is, uh, oh, it's a beautiful day. As my grandfather used to say, any day above ground is a good day. So here we are. <laughs> uh, all right, so shall we, uh, shall we continue on? Shall we continue to... Should we continue to drive in here and, and dive into this thing? Um, I, I think people in the chat, <laughs> plenty of comments in the chat room in regards to this whole uh, discussion on this ballot measure and the fact that making something like this a statute seems to make no, well, I mean, it's, it's no sense whatsoever. No sense whatsoever. Because, again, when we have a group of folks like are currently in the legislature, and not just this version of the legislature, I mean, we put in the 
ballot measure to shorten the length of the session back in, I want to say it was 2007, 2005, I'd have to go back and look. But I carried petition books. I was, I mean, I was dead on that. Jay Rammers and I didn't see to eye to eye on a lot of different things, but I will tell you, I was 100% with him on that. The shortening the legislative session. And we fought it. We put it on the books. We got a thing. It passed. And in the entire time that that thing has been on the books, they have followed the law on that twice, I think, in twice, in like 15 years, 16 years, twice. They followed the law twice. The rest of the time, they just ignore it, which left Donna in the chat room to comment. That would suggest that no statute is valid in Alaska. Oh, wait. Exactly. So having a petition that just changes a statute that the politicians doesn't like means nothing. Right? I mean, that's that that's really the okay, so I didn't want to belabor this, but let's let's just think about this for a second. You know that you have a body politic that is only interested in what they're interested in, and they're really not interested in doing things that doesn't factor into their their plans or their schemes or their beliefs, which again, the belief is of many politicians, but specifically we've seen it a lot here in the state of Alaska, is that they know better than you how to, well, pretty much everything. They know better than you. And whether that means how to spend your money, how to raise your kids, how to do your things, how to, you know, how how they should govern, they knew they know all that stuff much better than you do. And so just as an example, as as I said, I think it's been maybe it's been 17, 18 years since uh, that since that ballot measure went through that said the session is limited to 90 days and they just arbitrarily ignore it. And, you know, have only have only achieved that goal twice, once when it was covid because, well, they wanted to get out of there. They wanted to get out of there. But I mean, really, they've only again. So. The whole point here is, are they really going to listen anyway? If you're going to put a citizen's initiative up there that you're going to force the legislature to do something, it would have to be through some kind of constitutional amendment. Now, here's the problem. The problem is, the the problem is, is that you cannot create a constitutional ballot measure. Uh, You can't create, you can't change the constitution in in the state of Alaska through a ballot measure, through the people's, the people cannot stand up and say, we, we want to change. No, they have to go to their politicians and beg their politicians to put something forward to the people that asks them to change the constitution. There you go. So again, ask me again, why the inmates would want to give back the keys to the cell block after they have them. Tell, tell me again how that would work out. It's a, it's a challenge. There's just, there's been a complete and utter lack of respect for the will of the people when it comes to many of the, the you know, statutes that have been hard fought or hard won, ballot measures that have been put in place, been hard fought, or, uh, hard fought and hard won, and just a complete lack of 
of uh, of respect for any of that stuff. So, but again, I guess my comment on this whole thing with this all started out uh, talking about the term limit ballot measure is that Elijah and Heath uh, and Trevor they should they this should not surprise them. Now, maybe this is a point that they're trying to make. Maybe they're trying to bring this up and bring it out into people's eyes. I don't know. But the problem is, is that since the Alaska Supreme Court has already ruled on this back in 1994, they are unlikely to take any legal action up again because they've already set the precedent. And unless there's something ground-shakingly, earth-shatteringly different about this specific component of it, I doubt very much that this would go that this would go back to the Alaska Supreme Court and they would decide any differently. And that's that's the crux of the matter. That's where we're stuck right now, is that we can't create term limits on the same group of people, and the only people that can create term limits are the legislators themselves. Which, again, unlikely, unlikely to happen. All right, 907-433-3150, Let's get over to a discussion on what's going on in the governor's office. Uh, There's been some uh, flip-flopping and some changes and some different things. One thing that uh, I did not realize, I mean, as long as I've been covering stuff in the state, I I still learn something new every day, folks. Governor Mike Dunleavy um, has chosen... Uh, his successor, his new third-in-line successor. Now, I didn't realize that the governor could actually, that it actually changed as to who would be, if lightning struck both Mike Dunleavy and Nancy Dahlstrom at the same point, then who would be governor, right? I didn't, I thought it was like a set line of succession down to, you know, Speaker of the House. You know, I thought it was like the U.S. Constitution where you basically you've got it lined out for, uh, you know, five or six people as to where it is. Um, But no, the governor actually gets to choose who is third in line after he and the lieutenant governor in case they get hit by a bus or something. And the governor has chosen uh, the Department of Military and Veterans Affairs Commissioner Torrance Sachs. Major General Sachs is the adjunct general of the Alaska National Guard and is the commissioner of the DMVA. He, uh, he's a senior military advisor to the governor and the commander of the Alaska National Guard, which would be a little, I don't know if that's conflict or not, but I mean, you know, maybe. I. He oversees the Alaska State Defense Force, the Alaska Naval Militia, Department of Homeland Security and Emergency Management, Veteran Affairs Office, and Alaska Military Youth Academy. He's the official liaison between the state and the Federal Department of Veteran Affairs, FEMA, and all military forces in Alaska. This guy's he's pretty busy. And now you said, by the way, you could be governor, too, on top of that. Uh, interesting. Uh, so I just I did not realize that the governor could choose his third, six, third, third in the line of succession. But he has. It happened after um, Jason Brune uh, stepped down from being the commissioner of the Department of Environmental Conservation he was third in line up until that point. So you can change who you want to. So good. There you go. Uh, so again, another change in the governor's office. And then this one, which is kind of weird, kind of uh, odd. Uh, Neil Steininger, 
the director of the OMB, the Office of Management and Budget, is leaving the Dunleavy administration. The administration did not uh, said it cannot comment on personnel decisions, but the decision appears to be the governor's, and insiders are chalking it up to a difference in budget philosophy. To which I asked, does the governor actually have a philosophy on budgets other than, I mean, I just don't, standing tall, uh, standing tall for Alaska. I, I don't know. Steininger was no Donna Arduin, although um, I know Brad has said that he's been impressed with his work and he seems to have done a fairly competent job of trying to get things rolling around. But what is the differences in budget philosophy? I'm curious. Uh, he was hired to run the OMB in January of 2020. Uh, he'd been working in state in the state government in various roles uh, since 2012 when he started as a permanent fund dividend specialist at the Department of Revenue. Um, and after Donna Ardwin was summarily dismissed via text message, that still just chaps me, um, they, there was a temporary replacement before Steininger was promoted in uh, 2020. It's not been announced yet who's going to take over for him, but apparently somebody who aligns with the governor's budget philosophy, which, I mean, I thought Donna was doing, but it, it just seems like it's a revolving door. Oh, but there's more. We got we got one more thing to talk about with the governor's office that I'm still scratching my head about. And I'm quite honestly a little offended by. I'm a little offended. Like what? I mean, I'm feeling I'm feeling left out. I'm feeling left out. We're going to talk about that on the other side. All right, we got to go. Uh, phone lines are still open, 907-433-3150. Your thoughts are fine all day long. It's open line, open forum. we got plenty to talk about. We will be back with more. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Back right after this. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Okay, 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 okay. Um... What? Oh, yeah. What? Bill got a warning. Obama is so ugly they created a worldwide pandemic just to get her put a mask on. And then you got a warning about it? <laughs> the ridiculousness. The absolute ridiculousness. 
Bill said, your mama is so ugly they created a worldwide pandemic just to get her to put a mask on. And then he said, I got a Facebook warning for bullying. It's a joke. Don't. (laughs) It's just, I got to tell you, AI, they don't have any sense of humor, man. Those guys, they have no sense of humor about anything. Yeah, and good luck reasoning with them. Let me just put it that way. Good luck reasoning with them and and talking to them. Oh, man. Uh, Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, Let's see. Um, Hospitals are delivering masks, uh, refuse to fly. Um, I'm just scrolling through all this stuff. Homelessness. Um, the U.S. is a big corporation and is a foreign entity. If it pleases the crown, your humble subjects plead that you cede some power, says Brian. This is in asking the legislature to pass, you know, some kind of constitutional amendment that would allow term limits. If it pleases the crown, your humble subjects plead that you cede some power to us, please. Please, sir, could I have some more? I would just like a little of my power returned. Please, sir, just just one small dollop. Um, the position requires confirmation. Jason Broom was confirmed in that position, but has subsequently left his job. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. Um, let's see. Uh, so that would make us, David says, I think David was like, he saw my raised eyebrows and I'm thinking this guy's handling all this stuff and he would be governor that, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, well, that proves Dunleavy's a right winger. Um, personnel decisions on Monday. I just think it's interesting. I mean, you can go back to sleep. That's fine. I think it's interesting to see all the stuff that's going on around there. I think it's fascinating. Fascinating. Um, okay. Do we do we need to talk about where the government monies come from? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, have yet to see you lose it on air. Still waiting, says Rick. You wait to, you want, you want to see me lose it on air? I have uh, very rarely ever lost it on air, but uh, it does happen. I mean, I never lost it to the point of like, you know. Um, See you on YouTube shortly, says Bill. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you on YouTube, Bill. Thanks. Um. If they start up mask mandates again, I will instead wear Kevlar underwear on the outside of my pants to signify I need added protection from the government attacking me from the rear. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Sorry, that was funny. Oh, Harold misses Dan Fagan. Oh, Harold, I'm sure you do. I mean, I'm sure he was in line with everything that you believed and you said. Although that's hard to know because you've changed positions so many times. You're like, it's like watching horse racing, jockeying for position. Every time you turn around, you've changed position. So I'm sure Fagan would have loved that because he was known to do that as well. So that's, you know, 
no big deal. I mean, if you loved him so much, go listen to, oh, oh wait, he's not on the air anymore. Never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, um, anyway, uh, whatever you, whatever's going on here. Uh, do we, let's see, uh, go over here. Dunleavy's acting more like Biden every day. Um, the legislature has the right to change Randy. Ooh, it's a book. The legis legislature has the right to change statute. Previous, that was exactly the PFD. The type of the PFD. The, no, that's the thing. They have the right to change the statute, Randy, but they haven't changed the statute. They just ignore it. There's a difference. There's a big difference. And uh, but that's a nuance. Unfortunately, it's not. You're not big on that. Uh, that's a nuance, but it is a. It's a, there's a valid point in there. All right. We got to jump back into it. Here we go. The Michael Duke show. Common sense radio. The Michael Duke show. Not your daddy. Wait, sorry. Not your daddy. Ooh, not your daddy's talk radio. Huh. Whew. I was scared for a second. Thought we were going down. Here's Michael Dukes and the show. Welcome back to the program. As promised, we're going to continue discussions, uh, all the news that's uh, fit to print, all the stuff that's coming out. It's been an interesting, uh, it's been an interesting six, seven days here uh, uh, over the last, uh, you know, here in the state of Alaska. Um, and as I said uh, in the description of the show this morning, uh, the video description that I put out there, you got plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, and, uh, the personnel shuffling in the governor's office is interesting, but let me tell you what I'm, let me tell you what I'm a little offended about. Um, I saw the headline and I just thought, well, apparently I'm not making friends or influencing. I'm not winning friends and influencing people because I, you know, I just, Here's the headline. Alaska Governor Dunleavy names ad consultant and talk show host Percaro to commercial fisheries agency. He's appointed ally Mike Percaro, a longtime GOP advertising consultant and talk radio host, to a highly paid job as the commissioner at the Commercial Fisheries Entry Commission. And the story goes on to talk about the CFEC, which is an obscure agency with basically two commissioners, 20 people. It doesn't do a whole lot. It's a $136,000 a year job. Um, and, uh, and it's all well and good. And there's some discussion in there about, you know, Picaro, he's got to be confirmed by the legislature and, and everything else, which I'm sure there'll be more interesting things that come out about this as the, as we get closer to the, uh, to confirmation, I'm sure there'll be some pushback on this, but my whole thought on this was, well, what what did I do? I mean, let's see. Uh, the governor has hired now uh, Dave Steeren, who is on the air in Anchorage, talk radio show host in Anchorage, as his, I think Steeren's, what is it, community outreach advice, something. Uh, he then hired Rick Green, Rick Rydell, uh, radio name Rick Green, or uh, radio name, real name Rick Green, radio name Rick Rydell, 
who was doing talk radio in Anchorage um, to work at the uh, Department of Fish and Game. Then he hired Amy Domboski, who was also doing some talk radio, and, and put her into the administration. And now he's offered Mike Percaro a job. And I'm just thinking, man, I didn't get a call. Well, where's my where's my hundred and thirty six thousand dollar a year job offer? I mean, you know, it's good money if you can take. Anyway, I just I just thought it was very interesting. It just seems like he has a very specific. He's t- he's t- tasking from a very specific uh, a group of people. What is the deal? Why do you keep picking? You know, talk radio show host. It's like all of a sudden, you know. I'm the lone guy standing around out here on the outside. Uh, although Tomboski has now come back and she's taken over uh, Rick Rydell's uh, time slot uh, in Anchorage. Um, so I, I don't know. But I just think it's interesting that, that of all the different, he's plucked out each one. Now, uh, Picaro's going to stay on the air. Rydell didn't. Steeran left his show. Tomboski at the time left her time slot. Well, I, can't remember, I think she was on. I think she was on the one of the Valley. I don't remember. Anyway, they all left radio at the time. But Carl's going to stay on board. He's going to work remotely, and um, he's going to he's going to work remotely and continue to do his show, which is an evening drive show from three to six p.m. in Anchorage. And he's going to run his ad agency outside of working hours. So, we'll we'll see. Anyway, it just interesting. <clears throat> And I just, I kept waiting for my, kept waiting for my invitation. Where's my phone call to say that you'd love for me to come? <laughs> Maybe it's because I was, I'm not, I'm not happy with the guy. Maybe because I asked too hard of questions. Maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know why. Feeling a little bit left out though, man. I wanted some of that government gravy. I wanted some of that. $136,000 a year though. Well, it's not as bad. It's not bad money if you can get it. Whoa, yeah, I could use an extra few grand a month just hitting it in there, still doing the show. Yeah, I'd, I'd do that. Uh, all right. So anyway, that concludes our discussion, our junior high school discussion, according to one of our listeners. It's like junior high school in here. It's like junior high school. You're just talking about stuff that doesn't matter. I'm th- sorry. I thought about people who were going to be in our government and make decisions and do that kind of stuff. I thought it kind of mattered and I thought it was interesting, but that's okay. We'll just do the high school thing. Um, anyway, what's, uh, what's coming up next? Uh, well, we got a phone call, which I'm going to take here just a hot second. Uh, but coming up in the next hour, we're going to dive into this thing, this lawfare report, the legal warfare that's being waged. Uh, by Scott Kendall and company. Scott Kendall has just, man, this guy is honing the, he's honing the, uh, the legal system in Alaska into a fine edged weapon to wield against everyone out there. You know what we need? We need a, we need a, a conservative version of Scott Kendall. I was, I was going to say a right wing or a, but he's fought for Lisa Murkowski. The guy, anyway. But we're we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the APOC complaint against Kelly Shabaka, uh, what's been decided, what's going on, the chilling effect of all that and everything. That's all coming up in the next hour. So just pay attention. We're going to be jumping into that. But first, let's go over to the phones and see what you have to say. 
So 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. Let's go over here and we'll start off with uh, some discussion. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Sunshine. This is Ray from North Pole. Hello, Ray. What's on your mind, my friend? Well, I don't know if you heard the ad over the weekend about this uh, Hall Road uh, job going to Fort Knox from Toke. And they have an ad going on the radio about how they're going to tear up the highway and how it's going to be unsafe for school buses and what about the little children and the same kind of BS they used in the ranked choice voting uh, scam. And uh, it just angered me when I heard about it because as a fourth-generation Alaskan gold miner, I'm all for them hauling that material. Right. And uh, it just angers me how they're going on about how they're going to tear the road up. They've been hauling double semis on that road for... I don't know, close to 80 years and maybe longer. And uh, right. it, any traffic is going to tear a road up eventually, but they're not going to hurt that road and they're not going to hurt the overpass. Look at the modules going to Prudhoe Bay. They've been doing that for 30 years plus, and it hasn't hurt that overpass one bit. It just angers me. Well, uh, the look, way they BS people with these ads. Yeah, I mean, look, Ray, I mean, you, I acknowledge that I would like to see, I mean, I think that I like to see commerce. I like to see expansion. I would love to see that stuff, that material being hauled from the mine. But I also, I mean, you do have to acknowledge that if you're running, and I guess what, what they were talking about, they were talking about having basically every half mile there would be a, the number of trucks running. It would basically be every mile there'd be a truck following the truck ahead of it one you know one mile apart they would just be stretched out and continually running between toke and and uh and fort knox and fort knox i mean that it's going to have an effect it will exacerbate it more but i don't think that that should preclude them from being able to do it it's a public road it's their no. their commercial enterprise they should be able to, should we plan for it should there be you know some kind of extra excise should there be something else i, I don't know but, yeah, to just completely block something because it might tear the road up more. Well, it will tear the road up more. But just because it's going to because it would do that, that makes no sense whatsoever. We see stuff get hauled all the time, oversized loads over this, over that. And we're not talking about something that requires a pilot car. It's a dump truck or it's a or it's you know, it's a standard size truck. So, yeah, I, I, I knew that that was coming. I had heard that the, they were going to be doing an ad blitz campaign. And uh, that they're going to be telling Fairbanks how bad it is. You know, puppies and butterflies are going to die in the street and everything else. But, you know, I think should there be a discussion? Yes, there should not be an an agenda advanced by fear. I just think that's part that's that's problematic. Right. Well, it just angers me to hear these uh, ads, how they're all one sided and uh, they're creating jobs, good paying jobs. Uh, that's what Alaska needs. It needs more jobs for people that uh, want to progress in life. And it just uh, angers me to hear this George Soros type woke uh, BS on ads. Anyway, that's yeah. all I got. Thanks. 
Well, I, pre- I appreciate it, Ray. Thanks for calling in uh, and sounding off about this. I mean, I know that there's people at Fairbanks who are spun up about it. I know that there's people on both sides of the political aisle. There's people on the right uh, who are burned up about this and want to stop those trucks. Uh, I, I know that that's going on. Uh, so this is not strictly a left or right issue. I think this is more of a not in my backyard issue. Um, and look, if you're if you're upset about something, if you don't want, you know, let's have a discussion about it. But let's not breed it, you know, in a breeding ground of fear about how everybody's going to be harmed and children. And, and, you know, let's have reasonable discussions on it. Although that might be too much to ask for in this day and age, it seems like. All right. Hour two dead ahead. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. We'll return with more right after this. go back down here um see what you guys have got uh what you guys got to say oh scroll 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 okay um let's see Picaro, weird rick green yeah I know. Weird, right? I mean, I, where's my offer, man? I mean, I was, where was my offer? (laughs) I just had to chuckle. I'm like, man, he's like plucking all these people out of the industry. What's going on? You know, I mean, I guess good for me, but I mean, who? (laughs) last man standing. Well, I just thought it was funny. Um, I gave that book to an assistant manager. When I was about 17, the manager liked me and he got the hell how to win friends and influence people. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, there's got to be some sort of ethics violation in hiring a friend that's a public radio host with a potential propaganda platform. I don't know. Jeannie says he's taking people off the air. Maybe, maybe, I don't know if that was the intent or, I don't know. Um, Anthony's like, it's like, I'll give you this fat paycheck and you can talk me up all year round. I don't know. Yeah. Don't take this wrong, MD, but whole lot of talking and not much action. Um, I mean, I don't know what you're specifically talking about there, unless you're talking about, uh, I don't know what you, I don't exactly. I don't know. I'm not taking it wrong. I just don't know what you're, what you were discussing nine minutes ago when you said that. So he doesn't like you says Harold. That's probably right. I mean, the governor probably doesn't like me because I ask him the hard questions and, you know, criticize some of his decisions. Um, whenever we revert to apocalypse society, like my max, I become a warlord riding on the top of a Chevy truck and buttless leather chaps. I promise I'll appoint you as my minister of mayhem. Oh, I like that. Minister of mayhem. Get that on my 
going to get that put printed on my shirt. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, did the PFD go down again? No, PFD hasn't gone down since the close of the session. 1300 is, uh, 1200, 1200 was what it was. Anyway, um, let's see. Uh, Stuart. Oh, Stuart. Thank you, Stuart. Stuart says there's a hundred loads a day that breaks down to four loads an hour. He said, I'm working with a lot of the companies involved. They will not have more equipment than that. Okay, sweet. Four loads an hour, every 15 minutes, one clicks on by. I just, I don't see this being the end of the world that some of the folks in Fairbanks are <clears throat> saying it's going to be. I, I don't. Uh, four trucks an hour. Will you even, will you even notice it, bro? Will you even notice it in with all the other trucks and cars and convoys and tractor trailers and rigs and equipment that's going on there? I don't know. Um, and then Jennifer says false. I guess saying when I said both the R's and the D's have been against this, the Dems had a petition at their fair booths. So the R's didn't. Uh, okay, Jennifer, that I wasn't saying that it was an organized effort. I said I have talked to people who I consider to be conservative Republicans who are against it because it's a not in my backyard thing. I don't want to see that truck on the. Uh, I'm not saying that this is an organized effort. I'm saying that that's you know. I'm just saying that that's, you know, it, it, it's, it doesn't matter. This cuts across party lines, in my opinion. Now, maybe more people on the D side are against it than on the R, but I've had people call me or send me an email about it that are like, you shouldn't say it because it, it's bad for us. And, you know, there you go. But the school buses, but the school buses will be in danger. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, it's so hysterical. Uh, oops. There we go. There we put the right one up there. Although some of the Dems were mad that the petition was there. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's my point. I think this is an issue that doesn't necessarily have a political component to it. It's more of, again. Does it affect you directly? Not in my backyard kind of thing. Or yes, in my backyard, depending on who you are. So, yeah. Uh. Okay. Um, well, I guess we're coming down to the last uh, minute here or so before we got to jump back into it and see what it is. Um, oh, it's, Harold is leaving. My God. Nobody party amongst yourselves, okay? Say it, don't, don't party amongst yourselves. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, Anthony says, I mean, technically, we actually have to have school buses to worry about. Well, that's whoa, that was a that was kind of a low blow there, Anthony. I mean, didn't you guys get your whole school bus situation squared away? I mean, at least you're not like the Matsu, where for the first they've been training this whole time, and then the first day the kids are like two hours late to get home. It was such a hot mess. I just don't even know. All right. Well, let's get back into it, shall we? Phone lines are open. You want to talk about anything? Let's do it. 
The Michael Luke Show, Common Sense Radio. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Yeah, live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com, where you'll find links to everything, including the audio-only stream, the podcast, and links to all our social media sites where we, uh, you know, simulcast the radio show every morning on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Good morning, and welcome to the program. And of course, we're also broadcasting live on regular old plain, boring terrestrial radio, right? I mean, the thing that's been with you forever, that's absolutely free, that you love to turn on and have with you all day long, radio. You know, the thing that, the good, the good, that's the good stuff. Radio, the good stuff. Anyway, we're broadcasting across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. All right, hour two of the big radio show today, and we've been talking about stuff. There's a bunch of stuff happened that came out across the weekend. It's been a busy morning this morning. We've been talking about a bunch of different things, including the uh, killing of the petition to enable and enact term limits on legislators by uh, the, the lieutenant governor. Uh, we talked a little bit about shuffling of the government governor's uh, cabinet and, and some Anyway, it's been an interesting discussion. Today, though, we're moving on here in just a second to uh, APOC, the Alaska Public Offices Commission, and what's going on with that, the weaponization of APOC, more specifically. Uh, but first, uh, I uh, it is open line, open forum today. So if you want to comment on anything that we've talked about thus far this morning, uh, I'd love to hear what you have to say at 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. 3150. I got one line on hold. So um, let's get started over there. Somebody called right at the top of the hour. So we want to get to them and see what their thoughts are on this uh, rainy, sunny, this rainy morning uh, over here. Let's uh, get started. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning. Good morning, Michael. This is Ron in North Pole. Hello, Ron. Uh, I, uh, just thought I'd throw in something. I, uh, out of curiosity, I did go over and uh, take a look at the Ken Ross truck this weekend, and it is a, uh, it's quite a beast. But, uh, and being the owner and user of a rather large RV and liking to fish the Delta Clearwater, uh, I'm not a big fan of the trucking uh, thing. However, uh, I note that uh, 
in the spring, I believe it was, while the legislature was still in session, uh, they had a number of uh, public meetings concerning the project. And uh, just based on my experience, uh, I would save the protesters a lot of time and uh, money and grief by saying that once those folks get around to having public meetings, you may as well save your gas and your time because it's already a done deal. <laughs> They've already decided it at that point? I mean, by the time they have public meetings, then the decision yeah, has already it, been it, made? That has been my experience with a number of state projects over the years. So uh, while I sympathize with the protesters and probably would be one of them if I thought I could do any good, but uh, like I say, save your time, save your gasoline to go to the meetings or go to the protests because it's not going to do a bit of good. And if you want a real indicator of what's going on, take a look at the overpass project just south of Fairbanks on the Richardson which I call the uh, Ken Ross overpass. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question, Ron. I mean, if is is the is the problem because the vehicles that Ken Ross would be using are large, and you were saying your RV is large, and you don't want to have to pass them head on, or what? I mean, I guess what's the is it is it just because it's going to create more traffic? What's your, what's your main complaint about this? I'm just curious. Cause again, I don't really have a dog in this fight. Um, other than, you know, I want, you know, free markets and, and, you know, to, 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 uh, to thrive, but what's, what's your main bone of contention with this whole thing? Well, it's, uh, it's, you know, just simply a matter of encountering that much traffic on the highway, because when you lump all that together with, uh, various military functions and convoys between uh, Fort Richardson and Fort Greeley, and then we're going to throw some uh, really large vehicles into the mix that are going to be traveling, uh, well, I forget the exact interval of the time, but there's going to be a bunch of them on the road at the same time. Every 15 minutes. And it's just going to be uh, a, a mess. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, no big deal if you can uh, school yourself to be patient. But I think there are a lot of people who don't fall into that category. Well, yeah, but I mean, if if they're saying it has to be 100 trucks a day, you know, every 15, 10, 15 minutes, there'll be another truck. If they're running 24 hours a day and everything else, I, I guess I just, I just wonder how much of it is a hullabaloo, right? I mean, I've driven to Anchorage uh, from Fairbanks plenty of times, passing you know, tractor trailer rigs every five minutes coming my way, pulling doubles, doing all that kind of stuff. I mean, I just, I just don't know as, I just don't know as it's a, as big a deal, you know, the increased track. I just don't know if it's as big a deal as everybody's making it out to be. I, to me, I just like, okay, it's more traffic. We more or less traffic. Well, I've, I've, res- I've resigned myself to, I've resigned myself pretty much to, uh, you know, having to put up with it, but uh, I think it is going to be problematic. And as far as the safety features, I'm sure that uh, those folks have taken into account uh, the various scenarios that could could occur and have weighed them against the uh, the business opportunity that's presented itself. And I suspect the business opportunity won out. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously there's a financial, I'm sure there was a financial calculation in there and they said, Oh, this is a good idea because I mean they've got to have if they're going to run a hundred trucks a day, I imagine that it, they've got to have at least a hundred and fifty trucks, right? So I mean there's been a significant investment in that, for sure. But uh, 
yeah. Anyway, I, I just uh, I don't have a dog in the fight, Ron. So I just wanted to get your take on it to see what you had to say. Uh, I appreciate you. Well, I uh, I do, but uh, it would be a very my dog would be very small. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Chihuahua. All right. And as a, as a, as a reason. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Ron. Go ahead. As a what? Let me actually unmute. I just accidentally uh, muted you again. A friend of mine once said about most things, simply follow the money. <laughs> well, that's that's a that's an axiom for life, Ron. Just follow the money, right? Wherever you go. All right, yeah, Ron. You you you've you've got it. But all right, you have a good day, Michael. Appreciate you calling Bye-bye. in, sir. Thanks so much. Uh all right, let's uh well, it's open line. Let's continue on. We'll get to these other stories here in a minute. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, this is Pat from Delta Johnson. Um, hey, Pat. Michael, I'd, I'd really be interested in getting involved if anyone um, is organizing a boycott or such um, against the, the this new mask mandate that, that there's rumors about getting, they're getting in, uh, another one started, we've heard. And I really think this time around, uh, there's so much freedom at stake here that people really need to... Uh, really stand up and and I wouldn't mind getting involved um yeah I, if anyone is organizing any any kind of thing I think the boycott would be more effective than than just um, calling legislators they didn't really seem to help us last time uh, but a boycott against businesses that are requiring masks would be the way to fight the issue I think you know, I mean, I, we've heard about, I've heard like somebody ask earlier if I'd heard about, uh, you know, a potential for a new mask mandate or a new shutdown or something. Else. And um, I'll be honest with you, uh, Pat, I, I think that I just don't, I don't see something like that coming on the horizon. I don't see it. I mean, I know there's a lot of buzz about it, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's coming. I don't think people would stand for that again, especially after the, the, the reports came out here just a couple months ago about how the efficacy of masks was, it was basically theater. It wasn't, it really didn't stop anything. It really didn't help anything. And now there's scientific proof to prove that. Um, I, I think that there may be just some ginning ups of the story to get people whipped up into a fervor. Uh, is the COVID's here to stay. Okay, COVID's here to stay. And will COVID mutate and change? Yep, just like the flu. There'll be a new strain every year, every two years, there'll be a new strain. But I I, I just I think that that time has passed of where they're going to say, we're going to lock everybody down. We're going to put everybody in masks. We're going to do I just don't see that. I don't see that happening again. I don't see people standing for it. People that were on the fence or may have been, um, you know, compliant. Uh, you know, resignedly compliant before. I just don't see them jumping on board uh, this second go around and saying, "Okay, we'll do it again." I, I, I don't think that would happen, Pat. I hope you're right. I, I do hope you're right. Uh, thanks, Mike. All right, I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you calling in. Thanks for uh, being part of it today. Uh, all right, nine oh seven four three three thirty one fifty nine oh seven four three three. Three one five zero. If you'd like to sound off again, I see. I've seen all the comments and the people, uh, you know, saying it's the the next wave is coming. And I, I let me just say it this way: the pandemic created one thing. It created an an excess. It created a market for fear. Right? It's a serious disease. Absolutely, people can die. 
Absolutely. But it became this excess of fear that was driven at every point on the scale. You know, I mean, you talk to people who are still looking for employees and they can't figure out where all these workers that were in the market prior to COVID have now gone. They're like, where are these? We can't hire. We can't do, you know. And my theory has been is that many people, because of the excess of this, I call fear porn, basically just every moment you're going to die, you're going to die, you know, that people just all of a sudden, especially younger people in their 20s, were faced with this idea of their own mortality, which most 20-year-olds are not thinking of. And so it just kind of changed their mindset. And now they're more interested in experiences than they are in stuff, that they they don't care as much about money or monetary issues as they do about spending time and creating. It, 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 so it's, it's kind of changed a whole slice of the population. And so now we start seeing this stuff about this could be coming down the road, that there's in the fall – I saw something about, well, you know, at the election time, they're going to shut us down. And it, there's fear porn on both sides, people. I think that's just the thing. People are using fear on both sides of the issue. Whether they're saying that they're going to shut down the country because of a new wave of COVID around elections, and that's how they're going to steal the elections. Or because they want to control us and they... they I think on both sides of the aisle, there's fear being thrown around and weaponized and utilized in that way. COVID is no longer a pandemic. It's endemic, right? It's just like it'll be cold flu season. Now it's cold flu and COVID season. We know it's coming. We know it's going to change. You know, the the death rate may go up. It may go down. All these things are going to happen. But I just don't see people... I mean, they've kind of become numb to the whole thing, right? You can only get at some point you become kind of inured to the fear of what's happening. And so I don't see people racing around to shut down their homes or their businesses or do anything else just because there's a new variant out there. I just don't see it happening. So I would just say this, don't give in to the fear on who, whichever side is proposing it, whether it's your side or their side, just, you know, wash your hands, be cautious, go live your life. Take your vitamins, do all your things, be as healthy as you can be, and stop giving into it from whoever's giving it to you, the fear. Whoever is selling you the, 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 the latest, you know, idea of what's happening. I just I just don't. And I and again, I don't see the average American being willing to they were willing to give the government the benefit of the doubt the first time around. But we've seen the re, we've seen the results. Many of us are still living through the results. Many businesses are still. St- I I just don't see it coming again. I think that that would. No, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. That's just me personally. OK. APOC. The APOC report is up next. This is the recommendation by APOC against preserving democracy. Kelly Shibaka's group. And what does it mean? We're going to talk about that here in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Phone lines are still open at 907-433-3150. Back with more right after this. 
If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Um... I'm going, I'm going backwards here. All right. See what you guys have to say. (laughs) Bill says, obviously no one, someone has never been to the lowers, the lower 48 talking about the traffic and the big trucks and everything else. Again, I just don't think this is, um, I just don't think that this is a a big deal. I I really don't. Um, I, I think that. I think we're falling I think we're falling prey to the nimbyism of the whole issue. Uh, all right. Um so let's see. I'm sorry, go back over here. Uh they you know they will probably stack up and you'll have a group of three together and maybe not one for another hour also. Okay. So, uh, Stuart says, you know, they will probably stack up and you'll have a group of three together. Then maybe not one for another hour. Also, the plan has been to add a bunch of passing zones to make the traffic easier. The plan I saw had 25 passing zones between here and Toke. Most were between North Pole and Delta. Okay. I mean, I'm again, I just don't see that. I don't see that being a big deal. Um, let's see. Uh, Debbie said, I still get, I do get people who come into our store still wearing a mask. Just this last week, someone said she had a cold and did not want to spread it. Well, I mean, if you have a there, it will restrict some particulate spray. Right. It's just not going to protect you fully from viruses. That's just that's the cloth mask does not. It's like throwing a it's like throwing a marble through a chain link fence. It'll go through. Right. But at least if you're wearing a mask and you sneeze or you cough or something, it will catch most of the particulates in there. But it's not they acted like it was a foolproof laser shield or something, you know. Anyway, um. Brian said, that's my point. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Lionsgate. Lionsgate Movie Company and Morris Brown College have mask mandates now. Okay. Well, again, don't go where there's mask mandates if you don't want to be there. Um, there's a new variant. It's fall, just like the flu. This is the season. Again. Again, it's endemic. It's no longer a pandemic. It's endemic. It's here to stay. It will continue to fluctuate. It'll continue to to mutate. It'll continue. That's just what's going to happen. That's how it works. Um, okay. Um, uh, sorry. Holy Oak and College doesn't surprise me. People got to make a stink because it's the California California thing to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, totally off topic, way over caffeinated here. You watched decoy voice yesterday. It was interesting. I have not watched decoy voice. I don't watch, I don't watch political stuff on the weekend. Um, 
Uh, I I love Decoy Voice. I think I talked about him here a couple the last couple of weeks. Um, but I usually what I do is especially on a weekend I'll I'll I wait till Monday to watch anything political because I just want to I just want to unplug for the weekend and relax. That's what I do. Um, Libro these are wireless works. Freaking lasers, freaking lasers. Uh, <laughs> all right, man, some savagery going on in the chat room, some savagery. Apparently you're only a real man if you drink Folgers. I had no idea. I mean, I'd rather drink bear piss, but other than that, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry, you're a real man. You've got it. You've got it covered. Self-proclaimed real man. All right, uh, we gotta go. Fifteen seconds out. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free thinking radio. Like it, share, like it, follow. Let's do this thing. Here we go. Okay, uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, hour two continues with this beautiful rainy Monday. I keep wanting to say sunny. It's not a sunny Monday. It's cloudy and ra- in fact, it, it's really foggy. Just looked outside the little crack in my drapes here in the studio. Looks like the looks like a still shot of that movie, The Mist, or the fog out there. Okay. Um, Let's uh, let's continue on. I, I I wanted to talk a little bit today about um, the attack on free speech, the attack on free speech that we're continuing to see, and the lawfare—that's legal warfare—that we're seeing being perpetrated here in the state of Alaska by Scott Kendall and company over at Alaska Alaskans for Better Elections. Um, specifically, the multi-page complaint that Kendall filed against two different uh, entities. One would be Kelly Shabaka's Preserving Democracy, and the other against Art Mathias and company over there at Alaskans for Honest Elections, uh, which is an anti-rank choice uh, group uh, that is local. And Preserving Democracy was talking about the ranked choice thing on both a local and a national level. Um, so first and foremost, I think, well, let's just, let me, let me just break it down here. So we've got three different stories uh, or three different takes on the same story. So there's a takeover on um, 
must read. The ADN's Iris Samuels has got a, uh, a take on it. And then James Brooks over at the Alaska Beacon has got a, a, a take on the same thing. Um, interestingly enough, well, let's just, let's just, I'll, here's, here's what it says. Starting with James Brooks, staff for the Alaska Public Offices Commission have recommended a $16,450 fine against Preserve Democracy, a group led by former U.S. Senate candidate Kelly Shabaka. In a report released Friday, staff for the state's campaign finance regulator, APOC, concluded that Preserve Democracy failed to register with the commission before campaigning in favor of a proposed ballot measure that would repeal Alaska's ranked choice voting system. Now, here's part of the problem. What is the definition of campaigning in favor of a ballot measure? Um, we, we will all recall here recently that many people who contributed money and spoke in favor of the ballot measure uh, this last go around um, were issued fine letters by APOC. Does everybody remember that when uh, Greg, uh, our friend from Homer, sent us the letter and we read it out to you on the air where they were threatening to fine Greg for donating? I can't remember how much he donated. Did you donate $500, Greg? Was it $100 or $500? It wasn't a whole lot, but they were threatening to fine him $8,000 for failure to register his donation and register as a proponent of the ballot measure. There's a whole different, whole different batch of rules, apparently, when it comes to contributing to a ballot measure group than it would be a citizen's initiative, a citizen's petition, than there would be to contributing to a candidate or somebody else. I mean, you would think, I mean, first and foremost, how did APOC get the information for people like Greg, because Greg wasn't the only one that got the letter. Hundreds of people got the letter across the state of Alaska, threatening a variety of amounts, but 8000 bucks was probably the median of what they were getting. But I mean, first of all, where'd they get all those people's names and information and addresses? Oh, you mean from the donations that they gave and the reporting that the ballot measure group did to get? There's a whole, whole nother story on that. But here's the thing. Let's go back to the must-read article. Um, on the website, uh, talking about Preserve Democracy, this is Kelly Shabaka's group. On the website, Preserve Democracy talks about its national mission to preserve election integrity. Uh, Kelly Shabaka uh, began immediately working on the national project to warn Americans about what open primaries and ranked choice voting does to democracy. Now, I know she started working on this because she and I actually, she actually called me and had some questions about podcasting and some other stuff and talking about, you know, this issue just shortly after the election, within just a couple weeks of the election uh, being certified and Lisa taking the, taking the crown, I knew she started working on this. She could see what was going on. She knew that this, and she, and we talked specifically about the fact that that Alaska was being held up as an example to other places around the country as why they should have ranked choice voting. So I know that there's like some discussions about the national implications of ranked choice voting in Alaska specifically, again, how it's being used as an example. 
On the website for Preserve Democracy, it talked about its national mission. But APOC now believes that because she advocated publicly for the repeal of Ballot Measure 2, that she is somehow coordinating with Alaskans for Honest Elections. Uh, Chewbacca uh, argued that her work began immediately after the election cycle ended and that she stood up her nonprofit as soon as possible. Her free speech rights are not being curtailed. APOC rejected most of Scott Kendall's claims against Chewbacca. Uh, he said, anyway, and then they say that because of her statement at a certain at certain public events in support of the petition for honest elections, she is running a group that comes under the speak re- speech regulations of APOC. So basically, because she was asked questions at a at a at a uh, at, at these group meetings, she was asked some questions about the ballot initiative and whether she would support it or not. She said she did support it. That immediately became a whole nother thing. Even though she had nothing to do with the ballot measure or the repeal or anything else, she's asked questions about it, asked questions by the crowd as to whether or not she should, uh, you know, they should they should uh, support it or benefit it or anything else. All of a sudden, they're going to say, well, they're in cahoots. This. It's a chilling free speech. And here's the other thing that Scott Kendall was really, oh, he wants to he wants to make sure that um, he wants to make sure that that uh, we know who the donors are to preserving democracy. We want to make sure that that uh, we know exactly who's putting the money in and doing all this other stuff because Alaskans deserve to know. Says Scott Kendall, whose organization is being funded by dark money from outside from different types of groups who basically there's there's so much irony in this thing you could have an irony sandwich with some left over it's just it's amazing um the complaint by kendall included uh chewbacca being accused of lobbying because during a must-read alaska podcast she said she was advocating that the legislature overturn rank choice voting Kendall then said she's not a registered lobbyist, and so he filed an APOC. I'm just waiting for him to file an APOC complaint against me because I support the idea of repealing ranked choice voting. And, uh, you know, I would support I've we've had Art Mathias on the show and I've agreed with him and said he's doing a good job and et cetera, et cetera. I'm just waiting for him to, you know, throw that out there because I have an opinion. And all of a sudden, because I have an opinion, I best register with APOC and get it done. Lawfare, utilizing the legal system, especially with APOC, and leveraging it against, and again, I have no dog in the fight. I'm not running for political office. I'm not, if you're one person who's advocating or fighting for something, how are they going to tenuously tie you to another group that is regulated by Alaska election law? The, the Alaskans for uh, honest elections, right? They're going to try and tie everybody to that group. Does anybody who talks to them or who publicly supports them, who writes a letter to the editor, who says anything in praise on a radio show? I mean, a caller calls in and says, I believe that the Art Mathias and those guys, they're 100%. I want to carry a petition book. I want to do it. I think it's a... I, 
do they then have to file as a, do they have to disclose? It's, it's insanity. But see, Scott's a lawyer and he knows all about how to work the system and he's been doing it for years. And this is just one aspect of it. So he threw a whole bunch of stuff against the wall. They basically declined. They said everything else that he said was no good, but they believe that there's this tenuous relationship because she said at a public meeting that she supports the ballot measure, that that means everything that they're doing is now about the ballot measure. According to the report, timing was a key factor. Preserve Democracy set up a website opposing ranked choice voting just as the repeal proponents launched their ballot measure. So because she started a website for her own thing at nearly the same time that the petition was getting put together, that means somehow there's some magical core. I mean, no, no evidence, nothing else, just circumstance. And, you know, unless you got, unless you want to lay something out there and show that this is exactly what it was going. And they said on the website to go do this. No, what they're saying is she spoke at meetings. People asked about it. She said she's in favor of it. Nothing said that on the website, right? Though Preserve Democracy's website doesn't specifically mention the repeal petition, quote, under all the circumstances, it was susceptible of no other reasonable interpretation but as an exhortation to support the repeal petition. What? Let me read that for you legal scholars out there. Let me read that again in English. Under all the circumstances, it was susceptible of no other reasonable interpretation, but as an exhortation to support the repeal petition. So even though it doesn't specifically mention the repeal petition, because it implied that you should support the repeal without actually naming it guilty. $16,450. $16,450. I, I, I mean, what? And now they're saying that Preserve Democracy needs to register as a campaign entity, report its spending, and insert campaign-specific disclosures on its website. Chewbacca's attorney, Matt Singer, said, uh, <laughs> good luck, strongly disagree with the staff's conclusion on the website uh, that the website is an independent campaign expenditure. It's essential to free speech, yada, yada, yada. Good luck. We'll see you in court, is essentially what he says. So looking forward to taking it to a hearing and to court and to the Supreme Court if need be. Again, you don't mention anything. You don't say anything specifically, but you imply. And so we're going to read into that implication. Of, I mean, no, shut your pie hole. Look, I, I've dealt with APOC in the past. There are some great people at APOC. There's some super helpful people there. Uh, I've always, uh, I, you know, I, it's. It's always been a love-hate thing for me, not because I hate the people, because I hate the the fact that i got to beg government to go out there and exercise my right to try and do things and help people and do all that kind of stuff. But in the long run, this is ridiculous. You're being weaponized by a guy who knows how to play the system, you know, who'll do it in his spare time for free, although I think he's probably getting paid by somebody. 
in the long run. I mean, Alaska for better elections, I'm sure pays him a salary or some kind of money, but he's just doing it out there, just spinning stuff up. And you have to spend a hundred thousand dollars in lawyering fees just to be able to fight him back. And he's just doing it in his spare time. Like, yeah, whatever. I'll just throw everything at the wall. See what sticks. It, it, it just makes a mockery out of the whole free speech thing. It really, really does. Okay. Um, we gotta go. Uh, we got one, one final segment dead ahead. I don't know. I mean, am I overreacting to this? I guess should be my first question. I always got to ask myself this. Am I overreacting to this? Because I don't feel like I am. I feel like this is exactly how we should be reacting. Well, there's actually never a mention of it and everything else, but it's implied. So, you know, there's no other susceptible, no other reasonable interpretation but an exhortation to support the... Who talks like that? All right, we got to go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Listened to by more staffers in Juno than any other show. Because their bosses told them to. And after what they just heard, oh man, they're going to be pissed. You're a bad, bad man. The Michael Duke Show. Okay. Um, First Amendment, who cares? <laughs> what? Somebody Did somebody actually say that in the chat? Let me go back over here. Somebody actually say that? Um... Uh, okay, saw a person. Um, uh, okay, uh, indictments. Are just, uh, Greg's gig is, yeah, 500 bucks. That's what Greg said. Still pissed. 500 bucks. Um, remember when Chris Tuck was cited for more than $100,000 in infractions by APOC? He paid very little. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what the actual bill was on that. Yeah, wasn't it more like 145? It was a big number. Yeah. Um, no good deed goes unpunished, says Jeannie. Oh, here you go. Here's the facts on Chris Tuck and APOC. He had more than $700,000 in fines that was reduced to 14000 Wow. Didn't know it was that, you know. Uh... Wow. Interesting. Um, okay. Um, first Amendment, who cares? Kalaska. It's Kalaska. It's, like, it's a Californication of Alaska. Kalaska, says Mike. Snarkasm. First Amendment, who cares? little snarkasm. Trademark. Uh, Donna, Donna has trademarked the word snarkasm, which... By the way, great, love that word. I I am the I am a huge fan of sarcasm. I use it every day, every single day. Stand governable, my friends. I actually I actually mocked up a shirt for that, guys. I did because we were joking about it, and it was like, oh, stay ungovernable, my friends. I got the I got the dosaki guy. 
It actually looks pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I because that's that's exactly where I'm at. Exactly where I'm at. Um. All right. Oh, thanks, David. David just dropped a link to an old KTOO article back from 2014. Find $14,000 for campaign violations reduced from $700,000. Wow. You got to make some, you got to make some mistakes to uh, $700,000. APOC is such a weird critter anyway. It really is. It's just the, the whole thing is just, it's bizarre. Um, but again, some nice people that work there. I worked with some, uh, um, I worked with, when I was running for election in Fairbanks and I had some problems with trying to report and do some things. And I did, I paid some fines. I paid $150 fine or, you know, because I was trying to figure, I was trying to figure it all out. They don't necessarily always make it easy for everybody to figure out when to re- what you're reporting for what and where, and especially the after report. That's what I got fined for is that I didn't finish after it was all done. I didn't finish some of the reporting because I thought I was done. Uh, anyway, they walked me through it, and, and they were some really good people there. But overall, that organization is, I don't know. And now that it's been weaponized, that's the biggest problem. I think that is the biggest problem when they're using it as a way to continually beat on somebody uh, for political gain, when it's rivals that are going back and forth on something like that. Okay, uh, we got, I see we got a line on hold here. Let's go over there and we'll get their name and where they're calling from, and then we'll put them back on hold until we return to the radio here in about 90 seconds. So let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Bonnie in North Pole. Okay. You hold the line, Bonnie. I'll be right back to you. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back to you here in just a second. Folks, if you've enjoyed the show for today, I know some of you have, and I know some of you haven't, but feel free to throw a like up there, but more importantly, throw a share. Share it out wherever you are on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. Share it out with people. Get more people involved in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to uh, have more folks involved and uh, to talk with us about all the different issues and discuss things, and especially folks here in the chat room. It's always fun. APOC is a manageable risk. Tuck essentially paid two percent vig on the illegal campaign campaign funds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you get caught, you only pay two percent. That's not bad, vig. As long as you got some money in the bank, you're okay. <laughs> Crazy stuff. All right. Well, uh, here we go. We're jumping back into it. We're 30 seconds out, uh, ready from returning to the radio. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking stuff. Like it, share, like it, follow. Do all the subscribe and the youtube things. And uh, turn on your snarcasm filter. We're about ready to jump into it. Here we go. I got five seconds. I hate it when I mistime it. But here we go.
Okay, final segment of the show today. Continuing on our discussions, uh, we've been talking about APOC and uh, what's happening with, uh, with the lawfare being perpetrated back and forth on the ranked choice voting issue. Bonnie's on the phone up in North Pole. She wanted to have a say at something this morning, so we will throw it to her right now and see uh, what she has to say. Good morning, Bonnie. What's on your mind? Well, good morning. Good morning, Bonnie. What's on your mind? Hello. What's going on, Bonnie? I'm here. What's on your mind? Okay, well... I wanted to say that, um, thank goodness I live in Alaska, and God bless America. But be careful what you say anymore in, in America. They might put you in jail for everything. Look what is going on. It's very sad. It's uh, very sad what, sometimes. What are you, you saying? Spe- all the crap that's going on in the well, world. Well, wait, wait, Bonnie. What are you saying? I mean, they, are you They're saying not- something specifically, or are you just in general? I mean, uh, what you're saying, be careful what you say. Yes, they may put you in jail. I'm what are you talking saying about? That be careful what you say, because Mr. Trump got in. He might go to jail for what he said. Uh, yep, that's what happens. Did you hear what I said? I heard yes. what you said. No, I mean that's so- that's what happens. I mean, you know, you can't. <laughs> I don't care how smart you think you are or who you think you are or the what position you hold if you if you if you bust the law if you if you brazenly continue to repeat a falsehood that could have consequences. I mean this is not it's not that surprising to oh, those of us who've been following. You're, if you're a, but but if you're a special person, a damn rat, you can say what you want and nobody does anything. Well, I would say that there's definitely protectionism for a lot of different people. I mean, we look at the Hunter Biden uh, diversion uh, agreement and other things that then fell apart. Uh, but look, I think at this point, uh, you know, I'm not much in a national politics, Bonnie. But I will say this from the outside looking in and what I've oh read God, about it. Uh, let me finish. Let me finish. From the outside looking in, I'm sorry. Trump, Trump brought a lot of this on himself. OK, uh, whether he was right or wrong in certain things overall, he brought a lot of this on himself. It's not that surprising to me that this all came down, quite honestly. OK, you get your say. OK, goodbye. <laughs> OK, well, that was your say. OK, I just wanted you to I, I give you the last word, Bonnie, on anything. Well, you know, I guess everybody, everybody has their way of looking at it. But be careful what you wish for. It could happen to you. And then you see how it's going to say, oh, Michael Duke said this and that and everything, and he brought it on himself? Uh, yeah, I mean, if I, yeah. Oh, and he spoke about gun rights, and he brought, he spoke about gun rights, and he brought it on himself. He might go to jail for it. Well, and if that was the case, I would probably wear that badge willingly. But I don't think you could compare. I don't think you could compare the the same thing, Bonnie. I didn't have the sway of the nation on top of it. And there's look, there's the whole the whole documents thing and everything else. I mean, this indictment is about a lot of different things. Uh, it's not just one single thing that he said. Uh, there's a lot of actions and other things. And I really, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't really care. Uh, I mean, it probably shocks a lot of people, but I don't really care. He brought it on himself through a lot of the actions that he did, including holding information, telling people to destroy evidence at his Mar-a-Lago home when the FBI was coming to destroy video evidence, 
holding back materials that weren't supposed to be there and then refusing to turn them over, then finally turning them over in self-incriminating yourself. And this whole thing is just, I don't even really care. They're going to do what they're going to do. We can't control that. What can we control? What's going on in our hometowns? Can we be outraged about it? Sure. But should we let that outrage just consume us? All that This is what I see. <clears throat> Bonnie's reaction is a perfect example of what I see across the country. But even here, People, you know, popping into the chat room. Can you believe 73 indictments, 29, 68, 95 indictments, however many indictments there are? And they're like, can you believe it? Yes, I can believe it. Have you seen how the federal government operates? Guy breaks one law. They figure out how to throw 33 different charges at him for one law. And then they say, well, he'll plead down. They know they'll get him because they just keep heaping on the charges until you. So that's not surprising. That part's not surprising. Oh, he was attacked for because it, well, that's not surprising. And he was also attacked because of his hubris. That's not surprising either. The hubris. Yeah. When a, when a guy like Donald Trump thinks he's above the law and then tells you to your face that he that's the difference between Trump and some of the other politicians. They believe they're above the law. They just don't necessarily rub it in your face. Now, Biden did with the Hunter thing, and that's why they got this diversionary agreement. They thought they were going to sneak it in, and a judge said uh, no. So now he's going to trial. So he tried to do the same thing in a minor way. But again, here's what I see. People getting all spun up about those things. Oh, can you believe it? I'm going to spend all my angst and my anxiety. You can't, you cannot change it. You can't fix that. What can you fix? What's going on in your community? What's happening in your local school board? What's going on in your city council? What's going on in your borough assembly? What's happening in your state legislature? Can you control that? You can have an effect on that. Can you have an effect on anything that's happening in Washington, D.C.? No? Then be aware of it. But then, I mean, that's the thing. I know about it vaguely. I've read, done a little reading on it, but I don't spend any brain power on it because why? I can't do anything about it. This, again, besides the fact that you watched him bring a lot of this stuff on himself and you're like, dude, you're, you're just, you're digging a hole. You should just, you know, the first rule is stop digging. When you're in the hole and you realize you're in the hole, the first rule is to stop digging. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> Brian, here's a topic for What If Wednesday. What if Dukes goes to jail? Who's the successor? How do you keep the signal going? Letters from jail? Get Ron from North Pole to read them? I don't know. Maybe Rattles will help you guys out. That's that's my hope is that, you know, he'll come in and take care. Look, folks, all we can fix is what's going on around us. That's what we have a direct impact on. The, the, the people that we associate with on a daily basis and our neighbors and the folks in our community, that's what we should be focused on. That's That's really it. That's what we should focus on. Not what's happening to, you know, the Cheeto Emperor or the mumbling child hair sniffer. I mean, whatever. They're all, that's all part and parcel of the same thing. All part and parcel of the same problem. We can only fix what we can fix. 
Um, all right, we're coming up on it here. We got about 90 seconds. It looks like I've got one line that is trying to pop on hold here. Let's go over there real quick. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello, this is Victor from Kodiak. Hello, Victor. Quickly, my friend. Yes, I just wanted to uh, throw some positive vibes out there, man. I just uh, read The uh, Backyard Millionaire, and you did an awesome job narrating that, and he did an awesome job writing it. I just wanted to throw my thanks out there for that one. Well, Victor, thank you so much. That is a great read. I really enjoyed doing it, and uh, Chris tells a good story, and that's a that's a good, uplifting tale. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hopefully, no. you're inspired to... Uh, you're inspired to do more. That's what I hope. I hope with that. So oh, I am very much. And and keep it up. Do narrate some more. You were good at it, man. Thank All you. right. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, Victor. Have a good one. All right, folks. Bye-bye. That brings us to the uh, end of the show for today. Tomorrow, Tuesday, Brad Keithley and the aforementioned Chris Story will be joining us. Thanks to Victor for giving us that little dose of positivity on the way out. We'll return then. Be kind, love one another, live well. The Michael Duke Show. Okay. Well, I guess now it's coffee time. Might I recommend the Steam Dot Lux French Roast? If you don't have any beard curler laying around. The Steam Dot Lux French Roast. That is, that is delicious. That is delicious coffee. <laughs> All right, friends. Uh, tomorrow, Brad Keithley, Chris Story. Hope you guys have a good time today. I know you will. I know you're going to have a good day. We will see you tomorrow. Have a good one.
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show.